Happy to be back with you on this Thursday night. Hopefully the streets will be getting this Friday morning. So fresh pie for your commute to work. On today's episode, I'm going to be talking about the Premier League flop of the season. I'm also going to be talking about how apparently most American soccer fans don't know what the heck they're talking about. Friendly in Al Nasser. And that should wrap us up. Thank you again for tuning in and let's go on and dive in. I came across this story actually today. They were talking about the Premier League flop of the season. Like, first off, why we even <laughs> why we even gotta pick one? That to me just sounds it sounds stupid, if I'm being honest. Like, who cares? Dudes are just playing, they're just having fun, they're balling. But anyway, it looks like Moises Caicedo was actually named the flop of the season. And he beat out Andre Onana and Rasmus Hoyland because of his price tag. And I just, I don't know. What, I mean, what did you think? So first off, Chelsea, when they spend money in the transfer market, at least from what we've seen with this new ownership group, we're talking uh, post-Abramovich here. With this new ownership group, they, they play the long game. So they identify a young up-and-coming talent, and they sign him to a 10-year deal, <laughs> a 360 deal, if you wish. And then they are banking on that guy being underpaid because he's going to develop so well. Now, some guys, they want more than others. Some guys' price tag just happen to go up a little higher than others. But at the end of the day, Chelsea are not, we're not expecting him to come in day one and just be a boss. It would have been nice if he was, but that really wasn't, that wasn't what it was going to be. So for you to call him the flop of the season, that, I mean, that's garbage. Onana, the same way, not completely the, the circumstances here, but I don't think it's fair that you can call that man a flop when you look at the center back pairings that have been in front of him. People joke about Harry Maguire, and I've been a big Maguire defender on this show. But Maguire, the guy that I have to defend in front of everybody, has been the best defender in front of him. He had Varane for too many games. Martinez is suspect. They got that old cat out there, Evans. Come on. What are y'all talking about? Flops of the season. Now, if anybody has been a flop, I would say it's Rasmus Hoyland. And that's only because I think they paid 80 for him. Like, they paid 80 million for Hoyland and 85 for Onana. And then Caicedo was 115 for Chelsea. But 80 and 85, there's not much difference there. But if you give up 80 million for a guy who's only got five goal contributions this season out of all these games, then I think only maybe two or three of those are actually goals. Hoyland's probably the flop, but I think it's all, you can just look at price tag and goal contributions if you want to be lazy and say, oh yeah, there's the flop right there. But it's a lot more to do with it than just saying, oh, he's, he's not contributing for goals. Look at the totality of the team. The whole No one has a high impression of Man United as an entire squad, let alone like singling out a couple high-paid players. Like that entire squad is 
I don't, I don't want to call them a laughing stock because they they are at a respectable position on the league table, but they're not where they want to be. And that's a hundred percent. But I mean, gosh, man, people can be harsh. I guess if we're giving out that award for most underwhelming player, huh, I don't know. To me, that just that just ain't cool. Oh. My God, uh, some people actually on the Reddit post that I'm reading here, it says that as a Man United fan, Mason Mount is the biggest flop of the season. It's not even close. People forget that he had six months left on his contract and wanted to move away from Chelsea. Yet they paid 60 mil. Yeah, that is true. That is true. And he's also got the most upvotes on that comment. The big, biggest flop of the season just could be more of a personal thing, depending on what you feel, depending on how you think. I'm going to change gears here and move on to Lindsay Horan or Horan. I don't know how you pronounce her name, but she said basically American soccer fans, most of them actually aren't smart and they don't know the game. They don't understand. And ah, wow, that's a little harsh. Why are you coming for your own people like that? What do we ever do to you? <laughs> I don't really, I didn't read the article that uh, this quote was pulled from because some things could be written to incite thought process out of you. But it's not, I don't know, that doesn't look good. It, I mean, it just don't sound cool. I don't know why she's coming at Americans. We may not be the most knowledgeable fan base when it comes to soccer, but that doesn't necessarily mean all of America as a whole doesn't know the game. And I don't know if that was exactly what her point was or what she was trying to say. I do know with articles, they can just pull the most sensationalized quote out of there to get you to read. And a lot of the comments <laughs> on Reddit, everybody's taking a lighthearted approach to it. Some people say that she browses Circle Jerk or has she seen Ted Lasso? And her reasoning, apparently from one of the comments said, her reasoning for saying that is her mom said the commentator said she played good and she thought she played like shit. I guess if she thinks she played bad, but the commentator said that she played good, then apparently all of America doesn't know how to evaluate soccer players properly. Yeah, that, that to me is a non-story. And I guess that headline was written there to incite some fury in most people. But the Al Nasser Inter Miami game happened over there in Saudi Arabia. And no Messi, no Ronaldo. Looks like it was a third minute goal to put Al Nasser up 1 0. And Otavio scored one. Oh my goodness. Al Nasser actually scored five, six. Al Nasser beat beat them six to nothing. Oh my goodness. That is quite the beatdown. <laughs> I don't know if I have anything actually to say about this. That is crazy. If the MLS was thinking that was gonna be a MLS versus Saudi League clash to try to lure people to our league we didn't do too much luring with that result 
the MLS website had a bunch of info about the game this morning, but after the result was over, nobody had anything to say about the game. I think I was at work earlier, and I got a push notification on my phone to check out the game. Into Miami is playing in Saudi Arabia, and I knew I wasn't really going to watch that, and I didn't care to watch it personally. It's a preseason game, and once I knew that Messi was out, and that was yesterday, and then this morning they said Ronaldo was out, I was like, yeah, that's really not something I want to see. Into Miami, they just stepped out there and embarrassed themselves. Six to nothing. What was that? Are they playing? I mean, I get it. I get it. I get it. And the Saudi League, they're already in really good shape. This was a friendly that they took really serious. Into Miami was using this game to play into shape. So maybe, all things considered, this could have been a different result if Miami was in tip-top shape and if Messi had come to play. But we already knew that Miami was absolutely a joke without Messi. And that's no shade to the players themselves, but Messi's individual brilliance can lift up everybody else that he plays around. And he just makes everybody around him better in the strangest ways. And when he's gone, the drop-off is as deep as the, what's it, the Mariana Trench. It's awful. They are such an embarrassment. This is one of the comments says Beckham has everyone fooled. This is not a formula for a successful team. Sure, they will sell jerseys and subscriptions, but oof. Amen. Amen. They are going to use Messi's image to sell all the MLS season passes. And oh man, actually speaking of Inter Miami this morning, I was at work. This was like one of the first things I did. I opened up my email when I sat down and I saw that I had a an advertisement for Inter Miami jerseys. Now, I've never been one to buy jerseys of teams that I don't really support, but I saw the Inter Miami jerseys this year, and they have that Norwegian Cruise Line kit sponsor, and it's a very minimalist, just like the anchor with the crown on it, and that thing is dope. It's dope in pink and black and pink. Didn't matter. And you got the heron on the crest. I mean, that that kit looks really dope. And I looked at the price tag. And that thing is $194. $194. But there was a coupon for $24 off of shipping. And I just thought to myself how ridiculous that was. I want the jersey. Absolutely. But I don't want to buy the jersey just to get the anchor and the crown on it for $194. Ain't happening. No way. Back to the embarrassing result there. Miami just made the entire MLS look bad. I, I, I can't remember what they've actually done over there. I think they played a couple of other Saudi teams, and I don't know what the results of those games were. Again, it's a waste of time to pay attention to what MLS teams do in the preseason. I don't think that's indicative of anything that is going to happen in the regular season other than in a key player picking up a significant injury heading forward. But they need to come on home. I, I don't know if they had any games left over there, but after that, they need to just pack it up and head on in because that ain't it, Chief. 
But if you stay with me the whole time, I want to thank you for listening. I appreciate every listen, comment, rate us on Apple Podcasts right now. I think I'm still sitting at five stars, so I appreciate all the love I'm getting there. Also, if you want to beef me up on Spotify, I only got two ratings on there. So give me some ratings on Spotify as well. Let me know what you think about the show. You can connect with me on any of my socials that I have out. They are all linked in the show notes. And I appreciate you all. And have a good one. Later.